Metal Angel. My name is Tom Chick. I am here with Christian Morlowski. I'd like to be known as Meat Boy. <laughs> with our Alita Battle Angel tagline, we have Kelly Wan. Finally a movie for kids about robots with CG in it. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly Wan, that's a good one, but it's not enough for me. I want more. Not manga enough. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly Wan, great things come in threes. Is that the case with the Alita Battle Angel taglines? If it's the first movie your kids have ever seen, they'll still find it really predictable. <laughs> I feel like that's where you were like, okay, those were the good ones, and, and there were yeah, some that got left the on the cutting room floor. Okay, so Oh, you should have seen the ones I dumped. You should be thankful. I mean, I thank you very those. much then. Yeah, I that could have been that, worse. Yeah, that went well. Could have been worse. Yeah, it went expected. Thinking of I mean, speaking <laughs> of things expected, uh, you guys uh, listening. Next week we are going to start bugging you for our uh, 2019 Make Us Watch Whatever You Want fundraiser. It's just going to be a little short commercial in front of the podcast for the next three weeks, and then we will leave you alone about it. We promise. But uh, that is coming. Stand by for that. But no more of that tonight because tonight, Dingus. What are we going to talk about? That wasn't bugging though. <laughs> it's a threatening to bug. It is a minor pug. It's a little pester. Minor pester. Yeah. Something to look forward to. Bugging. Yeah. You're not dating yet. But around the corner, you're going to get nagged. It was a pre-pester. Pest. Right. This week, this week we saw Alita colon Battle Angel. Mm. A 2019 American action adventure romance cyberpunk movie about how rollerball is still relevant more than 40 years later. It was directed by Robert Rodriguez and written by him and James Cameron, or as one of our listeners called him, James, it's a metaphor for oil Cameron, um, and Leita Caligrides, based on a graphic novel series called Gunnam by Yukito Kishiro. Wait, called what? Gunnam. Gunnam? It's, it's spelled G-U-N-N-M. Oh, I didn't know if you were trying to say Gundam. Okay. No, it's it's Gun Gunnam. Okay. Uh, the alternate title is also Battle Angel Alita. So just so you know, it, it can either be called Alita colon Battle Angel or Battle Angel Alita. Mm-hmm. Huh. Um, so many choices. It's <laughs> <laughs> anyway the the uh, the manga novel the graphic novel series is by Yukito Kishiro. It stars Rosa Salazar, hmm. Christoph oh. Waltz. Ugh. Jennifer Connelly, huh. uh, Mahershala Ali, uh, and Jackie Earl Haley. What? I yep. honestly don't. I still don't know who who Jackie Earl Haley was in the movie. He was the love interest. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly Wan, I like your casting choice. <laughs> yeah, it's the same as he was in Bad News Bears. He had a motorcycle. <laughs> Very good. Cool. He was. Uh, Dingus, what? Well, he was what? Growishka. The, the the big ro- evil robot guy, the, the robot sidekick henchman guy. dying. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll talk about that in a moment. So, Dingus, should children see this? What does the MPAA think? Alita <sighs> colon Battle Angel is rated PG-13. Oh, my God. For so sequences useful. of sci-fi violence and action <laughs> and for some language. 
So let's just rubber stamp that on every movie. (laughs) Well, there's no thematic elements, so... That's true. You're welcome, 12-year-olds. Kelly Winder, is there anything that that should be included on that list for parents to know about that you... Do you have anything to say to parents considering taking their children to Alita Battle Angel? If your genes will go on, I would advise warningly that this film contains some scenes of CG fighting, um, some murder ball rules breaking, and young adult situations. (laughs) That's for the movie. The Theopsis, no one will be admitted with parent. Only guardian. (laughs) (laughs) On Rotten Tomatoes, the percentage of reviews for Alita Battle Angel that are positive is 60. On Metacritic, the average rating from various reviews on a scale from 1 to 100, is 54. The kind of person who went to see Alita Battle Angel on the Friday night that it opened and was then asked upon leaving to give it a letter grade, (laughs) that kind of person went, yeah, A-. minus. It made $28 million, which is actually better than uh, I think was expected, uh, and it was uh, number one this weekend. All that said, Kelly Wand, I am really looking forward to this. I would like to hear, I would like to know, what did you see when you saw this movie? What did you hear? That's what this is. Yeah, what please, I saw. Please process from the screen through the mind of Kelly Wand and, uh, and present this to us. So basically like watching the movie again. Yes, yes. But longer. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, more importantly than what you were talking about, I read an article that said it bombed, and then I read another article the next day that said, why it didn't bomb. It so didn't that's bomb. the world it, we live in now. It, I it know. Was, the thing is, it was, a, it was a, compared to this weekend previously, it was a holiday weekend. Uh, it was no Black soft Panther weekend. or Deadpool. Right, right, yeah, it was right. what they would call a soft weekend, but it performed better than expected because, frankly, they didn't – You know, there's no one famous in this. It's not a known quantity. Uh, this isn't something that they expect was going to make much money. It was an expensive movie, but I don't right. think they expected it was going to. They didn't expect 28 million. But Box Office Mojo uh, predicted, and this is probably about what the studio predicted, that it would make 23 million, and so it exceeded that. We'll see if it has legs. I kind of think it won't. Um, but I That's such say a it. weird science because Lego Movie, they're like, oh, this didn't make exactly what we thought. Boo, Lego Movie. Um, like, how do they know how much it's going to make? I don't understand how tracking works. It makes me think of Trump and polling and like, yeah, all right. Well, Kelly, on there are people, there are entire mechanisms. Wings. I mean, there are huge bureaucracies and studios devoted to figuring out how much money a movie is going to make. Yeah, and they're wrong as often as they're right. They're like absolutely untrue. Absolutely untrue. They're really? they're they're almost they're almost always right. Yep. But then when they're wrong about Alita and Lego movie. They don't go, oh, we were wrong. Kelly Wan, that's, that's huh, two, It opened under expectations that's, that's like basically, it's on the movie. <laughs> yeah, that's two of the 400 movies that will come out this year. Everything else they were right on? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Kelly Wan, let's – enough of oh, this yeah, boring yeah. business What's, talk. What I saw, sorry. People sorry. are here for the elitopsis, battleopsis, and glopsis. <laughs> Alita, battleopsis. <laughs> well, All right. I went, I went uh, minimalist. I went a little too fancy. Sure, sure. Well, I was trying to make it easier for you, and look what happens. I know, right? Uh, what was I saying? Oh, Alita Battle Opsis. <laughs> the 20th century Fox logo turns into a 26th century Fox logo. Some words are all 300 years after the fall. Beside me, a Fox executive's all, too much math! 
Side me Wally's all. Look forward to seeing a unique vision of the future from James Cameron and his gardener. A spaceship dumps garbage. Wally's all, damn it! <laughs> <laughs> what a journey for that joke. Christoph Waltz wears a hat to collect garbage in. Ah, an empty metal skull, except for this stupid eye and the socket. He wipes dirt onto it. He brings it home to his maid. She's all, mm-hmm. Waltz uses his grocery store scanner to make a department store mannequin, then sticks the head on it. The head's now a Latina girl's. She belches in her sleep. But are you dreaming, Alita Battle Angel? I suspect CG. <laughs> yeah, that's his accent. It is made in the opposite. It's like bother you, like with a V, even to remind me. So you go through spell check, make sure it's all properly dumb. Anyway, Waltz and his maid pump blue CG into her, then lose interest and dump her in someone's bed. Alita wakes up, yawns, and burps on her fingers. She walks around. Naked Arnold leads over to me and goes, I had to do that in my robot movie. Walk around. <laughs> he only remembers making one of them. Meanwhile, in an examining room, Walt sticks a metal arm into his patient's soldier. Shoulder. <laughs> Meanwhile, in an examining room, Walt sticks a metal arm into his patient's shoulder. He's probably a soldier, too. That happens. Sorry. Like... Yeah. See? Backstory. Front loaded. Sorry that I tore off your natural arm. I thought you were another patient that I dislike. Ah, uh, Alita is a fake. I must go. Later in the kitchen. <laughs> I feel sad to you, but I say to all my robots, here, eat this orange. <laughs> Ugh. Oh, good. Taste receptors are working. Fruit peeling receptors defective. That's how you test machinery? I am Dr. Jism Flaps. My maid here is nameless. Who cares? Who am I? And is there a colon after my name? According to the script coverage, you are a replacement cyborg, but this a human teenage girl brain. Perfect for assassins. It is miraculously intact. So you should remember exposition! <laughs> nope. Got amnesia. Don't even know what this movie's called. Hmm. Now you look like Hathaway, but your eyes are slightly less uncanny valley. Ah, oh, good, your tear CG is working. You'll need that when you get my bill. <laughs> JK, here, have more orange peel. I use the garbage disposal to make your throat. The maid looks annoyed. Mm-hmm. Waltz makes Alita go. <laughs> that affects her life. I guess. I'm just... Hey, dingus with me, it's all or nothing, all right? Yeah. Waltz makes Alita go outside with him and gawk at city CG. Oh, I've never seen anything like it. Although I have no memory, so maybe I've seen too much of it. Hey, what's that dumb spaceship CG hanging over us? Is that a leftover asset from District 9? <laughs> they call it Zlobek. Last of the great uh, sky cities built by the next two last ocean masters with the third nicest bodies. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't listening. What's keeping it airborne? Magic? That's what I know. understand. Something even cheaper. CG! 
guy in a truck tries to run them down, honking angrily. Get a room! <laughs> that is James Cameron. He directs everyone like that, except Piranha. <laughs> hey, look, some off-screen words on a wall. Dr. Jism Flamps. That's you. Wow, I guess my memory's coming back. At least the last scene. What's my character's name? With a name like Jism Flamps, I want you in charge of deciding mine. <laughs> Alita, it's Hispanic for battle angel, or sciatica, one of those. <laughs> she makes him hug her. The maid's all, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I know, she didn't really have lines. I enhanced her role. Enhance. Yeah. Later, I upgraded it. See? Yeah. Krishka. Jackie Krishka. Later, in the same town square... Dr. Flamps, why do people speak in different languages? Magic? Well, in this movie's universe backstory, based on both directors' knowledge of history, everybody spoke the same language for millions of years. Then everyone fell out of something. Alita points at a jumbotron. Shh, TV's on! <laughs> and in futuristic roller derby news, this is happening somewhere. <laughs> There's some shots of CG playing roller derby with itself. Without any commentary, different angles. Alita's all, whoa, what? All the nearby extras stop to watch also. As don't waste your time watching that. From Dust to Dawn, the TV series is on later. It's three seasons, about a single night in the bar. Hardly no padding. Somewhere nowhere near the a black man with a CG hand and a hat plays a guitar, but he accidentally got stuck on top of another guitar. Remember? <laughs> you have to see the movie. Alita, I am not in this scene. I'll be right back. Alita makes a stray dog reluctantly eat some of her California roll. Suddenly, some trash hits her foot, so she loses interest in the dog. Hmm, wanted six human females for murder. Well, I am going to need to make money somehow. Thanks, wanted ad. Oh, the human part's not a big deal. Suddenly, the glitchy murder bot from RoboCop walks up. <laughs> you are blocking the street reading trash. You have ten seconds to step aside. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. <laughs> RoboCop, Dingus. Robo Baby. It's awesome. like a Ready Player One. She raises her fists. Take it on. Suddenly a guy on a bike tackles her, which the RoboCop just watches. So she tackles the dog. As the murder bot loses interest and walks off. Yeah, that's right. Why don't you watch where you're going, ass? See, I scared him. Oh, these are heavy. Oh, they're CG. No wonder. Ugh. Hey, can I see your hand? It's my fetish. Oh, yep. Flamps made it. That's a flamps. I could tell by the absence of skin. He's pretty nearsighted. Uh, I think my character's name's Kenny. I'm like a wider Lautner. <laughs> Not that she asked, but Dr. Flamps built all of me, except my coot and acting. Hey, what are those dick robots called in this? I'm more interested in their names. Oh, Centurions? What planet are you from? That's how we talk in this century. Oh, hey, Dr. Flamps. I got those mouse pads and chia pets you asked for. <laughs> Get out of here. She's mine. <laughs> OK, 
okay, see you guys. Uh, maybe I'll be in the movie later. <laughs> Meanwhile, a woman we've never met goes home. Cat scowls at her. <laughs> uh, I'm glad they included that part. Cat scowls at her. She's stabbed. McConaughey tackles the cat. The next day... <laughs> The next day, Alita walks around smiling at stuff. Jennifer Connelly, who has a forehead zit, because it's the future, walks up. <laughs> what the fuck? She scowls at Alita's arm, then up at a window with Dr. Flamps in it. He scowls at the window, too. Alita watches some rollerbladers do stuff in slow motion, while beside her, Nicole Kidman dies in a car. Later. <laughs> You're only going to get it if you see it, so it's not really a spoiler. Later, Connolly meets Dr. Flamps to walk through a crowd with her. <laughs> so you attached our dead daughter's body to a Latina cyborg. That's so you. I hate you. Also, I want us to be a team again. I have the perfect slogan. Add equipment. Either with 1D or 2. I can't decide. I want to build the perfect cyborg rollerblading team. My black friend. I won't help you build monsters! <laughs> She storms off to a car with her black friend in it. The black friend sneers at Dr. Flamps. Oh, history. Meanwhile, hey everybody, I thought it'd be fun to play Catch the Snitch today with the wrong number of players. So this is Alita. <laughs> Kenny's comically surly black friends all. As they wait for someone to start the game, Alita smirks at the girl beside her in line. Kenny gets in line. He smiles at us. Alita gets the dice bag they're using as a ball. Kenny's black friend elbows her in the face. Ha ha, got you, Princess Diaries. <laughs> Kenny's all, oh yeah, by the way, opponents are allowed to gravely injure you from behind. It's uh, rule number six. Alita tricks the black guy by hitting him back. She scores. I guess you're only playing for one point, because they then stop playing. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Kenny, your new girlfriend's got some serious malfunctions. Not letting me beat her up? What a bitch. Uh, she's not my girlfriend. Kenny gives Alita a ride on his rocking horse while he makes fun of her. <laughs> you eat oranges? Unacceptable. Here, try this. It's chocolate. Only eat this from now on. Hey, look, it's a Hartorian bounty hunter named British person. I guess he's scanning for his mark. Why does he have a sword? I thought this was the future. Oh, yeah, the MPAA outlawed guns in battle cities, uh, using them as punishable by death by firing squad. Uh, so everybody murders each other with swords so kids can enjoy it. Bombs are bombs. They're all so cool. Alita eats chocolate and watches the bounty hunter's ass as he walks off, undecided which is more delicious. Later, I told you to be home before dark. Hey, you have any chocolate? Walt scowls angrily. The next day, Kenny takes Alita on his rocking horse to go get stuck in gridlock with him. He inhales the smog fondly. Oh, it's the perfect world. Strong prey to the weak. Uh, plus you gotta stay focused on your dream. What's your dream, Kenny? I'll show you. He shows her some ruined buildings. Those used to be my favorite view. She shrugs. No, that view. He points to the spaceship that she's already seen a million times from street level. Oh, the 
place no one's allowed inside of, that's your dream? Or just standing, like, slightly closer to it? He doesn't answer. So that night, Alita sneaks out of bed and follows Waltz around night streets while he follows a girl in a red jacket. Since stealth is involved, Waltz is carrying a giant two-handed 900-pound hammer. (laughs) (laughs) The size of a bus. He he looks at us and goes, I usually use this for surgery. That's why you've seen it before a lot in my office. Alita shows up and fights a guy with clown makeup and forks for hands. I think his name's Krishka. Then she fights a spider lady and kills her by kicking her in the face. Suddenly, Alita has a flashback to a halo battle on the moon. (laughs) Beside me, Gosling's all, Boo! Yeah, he has a lot of reasons to say it. Krishka tri- tricks Alita by laughing triumphantly and dropping himself into a hole. <laughs> you haven't heard the last of whatever my name is? <laughs> Dr. Flamps, when I was kicking that chick in the face, I remembered for some reason being in a pointless CG moon battle. Was <laughs> it falls ever police? A bunch of other things happened. Now everything's CG. I'll be right back. Waltz <laughs> makes Alita wait while he goes into a building and talks to the flute from Puffin Stuff on a blue table. <laughs> wow. <laughs> this is what I saw, Tom. You asked. I'm answering you. I realized, Things too, yeah, I that's saw. exactly what that was. Very nice. Hey, Jimmy! <laughs> Damn you, Cameron. Is there nothing you don't remember? <sighs> Later, Dr. Flamps, you kill murderous freaks for money? Oh, it's not something my character talks about right now. I think the audience is getting... Shh. For some reason, that guy's fork hands or spider lady's head triggered a flashback of me wearing a hat on the moon. Whose body am I attached to? He answers an hour later when they get home. He shows her a photo that we're not allowed to see. My daughter, she had no name. Mm, I don't like her. What happened to her character? There's a flashback to a punk rocker breaking into a liquor cabinet. Connolly took it hard. There's a shot of Connolly walking past Waltz, looking bored. (laughs) Oh, Dr. Flamps, you have so many random facets. Did you ever find peace? I found you in peace as. Now then, he shows her a nearby screen of CG. This is your teenage girl brain, if there is such a thing. She smiles in agreement. And this is your heart. It has enough CG in it to power a city for years, as long as the city is Amish. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, we should put this back in your chest before you die. By the way, you're 300 years old. She smiles. (laughs) Meanwhile, Connolly's black friend, Idris Elba, steers at off-screen CG from a balcony. He gets bored, walks into a couch room with Connolly in it, and goes... I think we co-manage a sports team. Connolly's all, yeah. Suddenly, Krishka, the fork guy, who beat Alita by falling into a hole, smashes through the window. Uh, hi. Meanwhile, Alita sits on a bed. Hmm. The woman in my memory called me 99. Maybe I really am Hathaway. This movie does seem like something the kid in Serenity would come up with. Minus the anal. Although Connolly... Alita gestures come here to a mirror. It ignores her, so she attacks it with some martial arts. The reflection wins. Later. 
Dr. Flamps, I want to be a hunter-warrior soldier lady like you. Yeah, you did easily kill those three vastly more powerful trained assassins and saved my life last night. But no, out of the question. I brought you back to life to eat oranges. <laughs> she and Kitty go to a rollerblade game. <laughs> Man, fuck Dr. Waltz and his stupid rules. You gonna live by his rules? No, are you even listening to me? Not really. <laughs> they watch CG skate around the stadium for five seconds while a sparkler fizzles. Kenny's all, nah, come on, let me show you something just as uninteresting. He takes her backstage <laughs> and shows her some mechanics and pit crews with numbers on their jumpsuits. Wow, jumpsuits. Hey, who's the best player? That guy in the yellow CG harness there, Josh Printer Cable, has the best <laughs> chance of being champion master of oceans. Josh spits oil. <laughs> Whoever sees this guy again? It says to his elderly pit crew. <laughs> yeah, I think I was oversteering on my uh, six wheelie. <laughs> pit crew ignores him. Gosh, Kenny, what's the word champion mean? Well, every two years, someone picks CG that's good at rollerblading to go up to that garbage spaceship you fell out of and do something unspecified, but not till next movie. He walks off. Alita watches Connolly yell at the help. That night, Kenny and his mischievous friends attack a pedestrian and saw off his legs. <laughs> Kenny's black rollerblader friends all, Oh, sorry, mister, I thought you was a cyborg. The next day for their date, Jimmy drives Alita in a trash truck to some jungle. And then to really spice up the romance, he brings along an Asian girl and the black rollerblader who hates Alita. I think his name's Roger. <laughs> As they trudge up a hill, Kenny's all, By the way, there was something called the Erm, or Urn. <laughs> <laughs> Alita's all, So? The Asian girl's all, Underwritten robots of Mars, or Neptune if it's Urn. <laughs> Kenny stares off into space handsomely. On the last night of the war, the earth shook, and time still stood. It's just up ahead. He points at a crashed spaceship into the water. I thought this would make you remember exposition. Roger starts to say something boring. Alita's all, shh. We have to go to the command deck. It's forward. The Asian girl's all, whoa. How does she know what forward means? Alita, but it's underwater. It's inaccessible. Making me dumb for bringing you here? Alita walks on ground underwater and makes them all wait. He goes inside, stuff, taps CG, and then emerges from the water carrying a CG jumpsuit. Mostly off screen. Roger speaks for all of us. This can't be good. Later. <laughs> what a logical reaction to that sight. Later. Dr. Flamps, I don't want to put this suit on by myself. You do it. No, I hate the violence unless it's hammer-related. <laughs> she angrily destroys his medical instruments and Kleenex caddy with her fists. Okay, you convinced me, Alita. It's called a um, berserker. Uh, it would make you really awesome. So no again, I was kidding. <laughs> now that I've talked you out of it telling you how awesome you would be. <laughs> Alita's all, fine, I got the perfect plan. She storms off to the RoboCop flute and goes, <laughs> I'm here to register as a hunter-warrior, soldier, roguelike, dual-weld, um, 
Later, Kenny, who thought it'd be fun to wait outside while Alito talks to a flute, is all, how'd it go? She shows him her new discount card. They go to a bar called Kansas. Because it's so tough and unruly. PG-13 way. The dog shows up outside. She pets it, then loses interest in it again and goes inside. <laughs> Presently, well, well, Cupcake here's a bounty hunter. The other patrons are all, <laughs> yeah, British accent. Yeah, right. Let me introduce you to some new characters that are barely in this. This is Asian Gary. He has over two confirmed kills. 2.1. And this is Screwhead Woman. Uh, technically, it's Telephone Receiver. She doesn't have any lines. Oh, and this is uh, Cowboy Dogman. His biggest problem is identification. Some non-CG dogs poop on a frowning cowboy's boot. And then there's me, British person. Keeper of the legendary Solvang Blade. Forged out of liquid butter at room temperature. As the bartender sighs with annoyance, Alita stands on the bar top. I came here to get your help. Some CG guy fell in a hole and I wore a hat on the moon, so let's band together. <laughs> and make him fall into another hole, wearing my hat once and for all. The extras and audience and directors all laugh at her. <laughs> Cut loose meat boy here and let me buy you a drink. Kenny's all, hey, I'm just big boned. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and what could I learn from a pretty mouth loud boy who spends all his money on his face? The extras are all, ooh. <laughs> Kenny's all, hey, fuck you, Alita. Oh, you met him? Alita kicks the British guy's ass. And face, mostly. Then kicks his sword into a wall. The bartender sighs again. <laughs> Damn it! I'll take on anyone in this room. And if I win, you have to be in other scenes later with me. While they try to ignore her, she kicks their beers into their faces and destroys the bar while rock music plays. <sighs> Bartender's all, oh, God, Alita. Fuck. Not the name of the movie I wanted. Eventually. Yes, I win. Um, yeah, suck it. Guess you're all too injured to help me now, but... Yep. Winner. Walt shows up with his hammer. I heard there was a nail in here. <laughs> Kenny's all, oh, I'll go wait outside. Signature move. A door explodes. In comes Krishka. The dog who somehow got inside the bar barks at him. <laughs> Krishka kills it while Alita watches and lets it happen. Then Alita uses the dog blood as mascara and goes, I do not stand by in the presence of evil. Krishka jumps into a hole. I win again, signature move! <laughs> but Alita tricks him by jumping in, too. Krishka makes chains come out of his hand, but she tricks them by somersaulting. Eventually, Krishka wins the fight but catches fire, so some dogs try to lick him. <laughs> 
dogs love fire and licking it. Krishka runs off crying. <laughs> Cowboy dog man's all. That's for destroying a bar, I say. Bolts and Ketty carry pieces of Alita across the bar. I guess they got out of the hole somehow. While Connolly, who's also suddenly there, shakes her head at them. Dr. Flamp surgically staples Alita's new body on her, then stares at a screen to describe what's simultaneously happening visually right behind it. <laughs> yes, uh, so as the audience can see here from my screens, his body is making her conform to the audience's preferred subconscious image of her. Bigger boobs, silverier hands. Oh, I've never seen anything like it except the Fifth Element, Elysium, The Matrix, My Fair Lady, Jupiter Ascending, Hunger Games, Planet Terror, Ghost in the Shell, Ghost in the Machine, Machine in the Shell, Shrimp, Shrimp, Spam, Shrimp, Shell, Lucy, Chappie, Robocop, Holmes and Yo-Yo. But none of them were 2% Latina CG. <laughs> <laughs> His maid's all mm-hmm. oh. <laughs> Thing is, she's sassy That's how they are, man It's a racial thing Waltz gets bored and takes a nap Then wakes up sputtering when Alita kisses him What's it? Oh, God I mean, wow, look at you Alita's body CG is now silver, so she turns around. Then she does some splits, then slides up and down a pole, slowly to banana. This maid's all, looks like she's a little older than you thought. <laughs> Alita's all, check it out. She makes a blue spark shoot from her index finger. This ought to make Krishka shit his pants. Or <laughs> jump down another hole. Alita Vessel, your CG is light turquoise or normal light turquoise is up to you. Alita finds a street with Kenny buying placemats from a street dealer. Alita, whoa, you look uh, like you're wearing the suit I already saw you carry in those other scenes. They make jokes about her ripping his arm off. The Asian girl asks Roger, why don't you want to have sex with her? Uh, well, I like gold. Besides, uh, according to our backstory, Latina girl bots are evil? She's all kid over it. He smiles at how little she cares about canon. Alita takes Kenny somewhere blue, chattering excitedly. And and I'm also more sensitive to force choking now, and I fart neutrinos. Want to try it? Can you feel this? He feels her up. She's into it, so they kiss. <laughs> Does it bother you that I'm only part CG, Kenny? You're the least CG character I've ever met, although I only know the Asian girl and Roger. My black friend who hates you. He hates me? He kisses her again to shut her up. People avoid Connolly in the hallways till she comes to where Krishka's kicking a hairdryer. He has a monocle now. Idris is all, Krishka, I need you to stop not killing Alita enough. Then to Connolly, he's all, by the way, what I just said to Krishka, fuck that. I got a new plan. Have drinks with Kenny. Later, Kenny celebrates by sleeping with his shirt off. Alita smashes through his window. Hey, how much do you need to go to your spaceship? I got an idea here. She takes her heart out and offers it to him. This is like 1350. Plus, it keeps falling out every time I lean forward. Pretty intense, huh? Lita, don't do nice things for dipshits. Although, I don't know. How much do you think we could get for your hymen? They walk around. Hey, I had another cool idea. You could play CG ball. I could be your coach. That's not that different from whatever I do. Engineering? 
Later in a locker room, Waltz, who I guess is also her coach, hands her some shoulder pads and a jock strap. And I've got some slightly used. Dr. Flamps, can you love a cyborg? I don't think we've established that yet at all. I think you need to focus on the game right now, Elite. That's the playoffs. Waltz is made smiles fondly from her usual respectful distance. <laughs> but it's silence, I guess. Okay, okay. Not going, mm mm-hmm. So she's come a long way. It's her arc. Here, look, Elite. I had a hunch on this, what happened today. So I made you these rollerblades. They won't make you any faster, but at least they won't fail you. Now, there's this helmet and these flimsy shoulder paper crepey pads. They'll protect your indestructible body, which I can't fix, remember. This movie has rules. Alita tells him to get out. Then she steals someone's Sharpie and writes 99 on her shoulder pad, although I don't think that's how player numbers are chosen. In the other locker room, by chance, all the bounty hunters from the bar fight comprise the enemy team. (laughs) Idris Elba walks in. You're all scum. I'll pay $5 for the one who kills Alita. The phone receiver bolted into Screwhead's forehead makes an excited, busy signal noise. Meanwhile, British person kills Roger, but Kenny tricks him by throwing a cigarette lighter onto his arm. Which is kind of how they beat Krishka, too. Meanwhile, at the stadium. Okay, everybody, give it up for a bunch of more famous players and Alita! Yeah. Alita's teammates all scowl at her. Suddenly, her helmet phone rings. Although she thinks it's screwhead. Alita, it's a setup. They're going to kill you. Which ones? All of them! Alita gulps, then looks warily at her teammates. A guy sneers and brandishes his sandblaster hands at her. Then his egg beater feet. A lady with whisks for nipples snarls. A punker with spoons for teeth hisses. A grandma with oven timers for eyes tigs. Patrick Wilson raises a trident. Hal menacingly cuts an astronaut's air hose. Deep Blue makes a chest move. C-3PO cracks his knuckles and flips her off. The Green Goblin truck honks its horn. Chappie starts to say something. The $6 million man scratches his red track suit in slow motion and makes that bionic sound. Ian Holmes' torso from Alien vomits some milk. Gosling in his Blade Runner trench coat angrily caresses his toy horse. The spears from Horizon and Sphere glare at her. Dean Martin and Sammy Davis Jr. dressed as priests, hang out and drink. The Prometheus head slams its microwave oven door shut and writes try harder on the glass before it explodes. (laughs) It's pretty suspenseful. The announcer's all, you guys done? Go! Alita skates around and kills everybody. Whoa, people, fuck the rules. Look at that main character skate. She has the face of an angel and the body of a CG robot. <laughs> One guy's decapitated heads all. Oh, uh, CG-13? Uh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> Someone kicks it. A guy with a jet engine had shoot CG at parts of the track vaguely near Alita. She's not wearing her helmet, by the way, so we can see her. But somehow Kenny calls her on her helmet she's not wearing. Alita! Hey, uh, sword guy killed Roger. Uh, I need you to drive me home. All right. Alita <laughs> dodges some saw blade hands and jumps helmetless through the jumbotron, smashing a hole in it. 
Then she keeps flying up and away into the nighttime streets. <laughs> and the final score, uh, Alita won. <laughs> Jumbotron, nothing. Jumbotron, any thoughts on tonight's game? <laughs> well, I thought I'd just be broadcasting footage tonight, Phil, but then a, a Latina CG uh, jumped through my face. Um, what am I made of? Suddenly a bunch of other bounty hunters leap through the Jumbotron also, smashing the whole wider. Uh, uh, so the new final score is 0 to uh, 3, 4, 5. <laughs> Alita skates along a giant pipe and makes Screwhead get water on herself, so she falls to her death. Kenny ingeniously tricks a trash truck by riding on its hood. <laughs> Eventually, the bounty hunters surround Alita and start to saw off her arms, but she tricks them by jumping. One guy's chain gets stuck in a nearby grinder. So he dies like the Temple of Doom guy, but bloodlessly. Suddenly, a billboard advertisement for murder appears on another Jumbotron, alongside Kenny's smiling face. Looks like Kenny's been lying to you. Is it true, Kenny? You've been murdered? No, I'm the murderer. Oh, Kenny. Except for the guy I just threw into that grinder, I disapprove. <laughs> he tries to punch him in the face, but misses. Alita, I wanted to tell you. I mean, didn't want to. Also, I only cut legs off. That's totally legal. Besides, look at my face here. I'm from the streets, like the plumber in uh, Brooklyn. Okay, I get to kill Kenny now, or you kill him. I don't care about money. I just take Kenny. Robocop stops over to watch everybody say more dialogue. <laughs> Let me make it easier for you. He stabs Kenny. Alita carries Kenny a few feet away and cuts off his head as Connolly suddenly shows up and watches through a fence. <laughs> Kenny's head's all. Alita, I love my job because I quit you. I mean, Alita shows Kenny's confused head to the RoboCop and Bounty Hunters. <laughs> then puts it under her shirt. British person's all. Wait, can I see the head again? Illegal head asking! Alita... <laughs> Alita takes out her sword and cuts off British person's face. Legal response to illegal head asking. And then writes a ticket for the British guy. Later in surgery. Well, since Kenny had no brains, there's no brain damage. By the way, I was born on the spaceship. I removed my forehead set on a bar there. Somewhere else. Damn it, Connolly, why did you redeem yourself? Oh, because of Kenny's dying speech, and because my character's a mother. Well, was. I mean, it was my daughter's body. Although I think they threw that out for the Berserker one. Look, I always wanted a Chihuahua. Meanwhile, Alita tricks the Robocops and the flute by killing them. Then she somehow crashes through Idris Elba's 100-story window. Alita, wait, check it out. Idris opens his liquor cabinet and shows her some props for Mars attacks. <laughs> then shuts it. <laughs> well, the kids in my audience are like, what? <laughs> okay. Ooh, him. Ishka shows up, but Alita tricks him this time by stabbing him before he can find another hole to jump down. <laughs> 
Then she tricks Idris Elba by stabbing him. Suddenly, Idris Elba makes the same expression and goes, Hi, I'm not Idris Elba's character. I'm someone not in this movie. I think my name's Ova. Alita's helmet phone rings. Hello, Alita. Uh, Kenny just left here while I was busy sleeping with my hammer. Uh, he's barking up a cable to the spaceship, which uh, <laughs> I forgot to mention uh, that exists. Um, yeah. Good luck. Bye. Alita chases Kenny up the cable and somehow overtakes him immediately. Kenny, don't. I'm arbitrarily certain that an unseen villain wants us to see the inside of the spaceship in this movie. Suddenly a guy with goggles in the spaceship taps a button <laughs> that sends a razor ring sliding down the cable, slicing things on the outside of it. It cuts Jimmy to pieces because he can't jump. Jimmy. I mean Kenny, I'm sorry. Alita catches his hand. Don't worry, Kenny. As long as Dr. Flamps used his customary expertise to make your arm muscles strong. <laughs> Kenny's arm snaps apart as he falls. Alita, thank you for saving me. Well, not this time, obviously. <sighs> Kenny, no. <laughs> <laughs> For a year, nothing happens. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, tonight, Alita versus the Jumbotron rematch. Crowd cheers as Alita walks onto a diving board and stands there doing nothing. She raises her sword angrily at the audience. The guy in the spaceship takes off his goggles for some reason. Some words tell me who CG'd the end credits. The end. Kelly, that was exactly what I wanted. Thank you so much. Hey, man. It's what I saw. You asked. <laughs> I told you. Oh, uh, so, you made yeah. my night. Yeah. <clears throat> Alita. Alita Battle Angel. Surprise sleeper hit. (sighs) Cameron and Rodriguez giving it their all. All right. Let me let me go first. Uh, Then I want Dingus to go because I am Dingus. You you did take Karen in, right, Dingus? No, I did not. Oh, dang! (laughs) Dang! I was super looking forward to hearing what Karen thought. Oh, yeah. Yeah, He was was really uninterested. That's what he thought. That's we got it. He did it quicker. That question. Yeah. Uh, my over and under are movies that I think are terrible, but in which I really liked the lead actress, um, because I really liked Rosa Salazar in this. I, I, it's a huge mess, and I, I, I mean, I, I can't. I, it's just a mess. Uh, but, but, and even though I, I thought they, I hated the eye thing with her. I thought they. It's a shame they had to deface her literally with the with the CG. Um, but I really liked Rosa Salazar, and I want to see her in a real movie because I liked. Uh, how committed she was um, to some really difficult dialogue and awkward scenes, and she's obviously just sitting there in motion cap suit with the dots all over her, and uh, I just enjoyed watching her energy in this. So it reminds me of other terrible, terrible movies that I watch and come away thinking, oh, I really like that actress, and I look forward to seeing her do other good things. Uh, And over, 
Alita is another terrible movie called Pacific Rim 2. Actually, I think it's just Pacific Rim colon Uprising. Uh, the two is implied. <laughs> Uprising. Uh, and there's a young lady named Kaylee Spiney in it who totally steals the movie from Scott Eastwood and John Boyega. Uh, she's just uh, – she's wonderful. She's super energetic. She was unfortunately uh, kind of miscast in that Bad Day at the El Royale movie we saw as uh, Chris Hemsworth's little uh, – love interest cultist chick um but uh kaylee spiney uh, i liked a lot in pacific rim uprising uh and i hope she gets a chance to actually do some more acting uh my under is a movie even messier than this and the issue with this under at least in this i could kind of maybe occasionally see robert rodriguez trying to salvage something but the under is a movie from a uh First time it was a second time director. A guy did a little indie movie called uh, Natural Selection, and then he got put on a big old Hollywood blockbuster called uh, Freaks of Nature, which was a big, huge, messy script, and it's a terrible, terrible movie that makes no sense, and it's embarrassingly bad, and everybody in the cast embarrasses him or herself, and it's just wretched. Freaks of Nature is terrible. It's it's fascinatingly terrible, um, but. In Freaks of Nature, it was the first time I saw this young actress named Mackenzie Davis. And even oh. in this terrible movie, I was like, oh, she's, she's good. I like what she's doing. I want to see her in other stuff. And sure enough, I love what Mackenzie Davis does. So those she are my over... She has similar eyes. Yeah, uh, not even, no. Oh, it's a good point. All right. All right, Dingus, what's an over and under? What did you think? Uh, wow, listen to that sigh. That was awesome. Uh, before I do that, uh, we have a couple of uh, uh, first-time writer-inners, and uh, one of them named David uh, totally agrees with you that, um, that that this movie has a terrific lead actress. And so I just wanted to say that because that's that was your the foundation of yeah. your over-under, right? David, high five. Me and David. Yep. Yeah, David said uh, he that she was a uh, terrific lead actress, um, and I, I mean that that basic. I mean, the 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 mixture of uh, likes and not likes was pretty weird on this, as far as our our writer inners are concerned. And Ian Slutes also really liked uh, her. Um, I couldn't stand this thing. Um, so uh, my under would be Jupiter ascending. Uh, mainly because I think that, at the very least, this movie looks good a lot of the time. Um, I think that some of the digital stuff looks right, and uh, I like some of the things that they're doing with her. Um, now that I've read a little bit more about 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 the manga a little bit. Um, I, I like the the eye thing. I think it's I think it's appropriate for what's going on here, even though it's it's fun to make fun of it. Uh, but I'll talk about that in a little bit. So uh, Jupiter ascending because because his goofy dog stuff and, and flying <laughs> around on his feet was just terrible. I thought I thought Jupiter ascending and and the, and these are you know competent directors who should know better. Um, so uh, over I would put uh, just barely. I think I would put Elysium. I mean, these are two movies that Kelly Wand has already uh, brought up, but it's it's that that sort of um, I I need to get off this planet and up to that magical place up there that ah, right. me, that, that means something or other, uh, and you'll find out what it means uh, eventually. It's another ticket. Um, this movie feels like they're they're 
they're planning to continue going forward. I mean, I mean, this is a cliffhanger, kind of an ending. It's like, okay, good luck finding that thing, and what does that thing mean, and what does the world mean? Uh, we have a couple of writer writers who who explain that to us, um, which I really appreciate. Uh, but it really reminded me of Elysium for that reason. So go ahead, Kelly. Um. Well, if I had a ten-year-old daughter, I guess I'd take her and her stuffed animals to this. And, uh, I mean, it's not objectionable. It's not really my thing. Um, it's pretty bland. It's pretty toothless. It's pretty processed. Uh, I think for the target audience, I'd feel bad for them because there's not a lot of murder ball and no spaceship and not a lot of payoffs. It's kind of uh, too in. Um, but my over is Atomic Blonde, uh, ladies, uh, kicking ass kind of movies, and my under is Ghost in the Shell. But I also really like Roses. I agree with everything Tom said and David. And, and it's not, she's fine, but it's really boring dialogue and characters. And I don't uh, care what happens next. Do you know where else you've seen her, Kelly Wand? No. She has a small she, part. I don't know that she necessarily stands out, but I certainly remember her. Uh, in, in Bird Box, there's a, a sequence <laughs> I didn't where... I uh, Oh, you didn't see Bird Box? No. Oh, okay. I thought you saw Bird Box. She's, there, Tell me not part, to watch that, I thought. Yeah, you, I don't think you'd be into it. There's, there's a part in Bird Box where the survivors are holed up in a house during the apocalypse, and she's like the hot young chick. Uh, so Rosa oh. Salazar, and without CG, is in Bird Box, her actual face. Yeah. Uh. So. Well, I think she had a really expressive voice, and yeah, yeah. Uh, I was agnostic on the eyes. I think it was a deliberate effect, and you either bought into it or you didn't. And All right, well, let's get it. So, Dingus, you, you said you have more to say about the eyes. What, what's your take on that? Well, a lot of it comes from reading uh, some of what our listeners wrote about it, because I don't know the original material, but um, I think uh, one of our listeners, Ian Slutes, uh, who's who? By the way, Kelly Wan, it's interesting that you said if I had a ten-year-old daughter, I'd take her. Uh, he he said his twelve-year-old daughter thinks it's the best movie ever made. There you go. Uh, right. And I would say that was partly my takeaway too. Afterwards, <clears throat> is this this was not for me. This is a kiddie movie. Right, but right. it de- but like not an outrage. Like some kid movies kind of suck. Like they don't even try it this much, and this is at least sure pandering yeah. for appropriately <laughs> to the proper so demographic a- and commercial. Well, well, so what did Ian have to say about the eyes then? So uh, Ian, uh, um, Ian has li- has lived with this uh, franchise of book, and it's a huge, it's a huge amount of graphic novels uh, for I think what he says is twenty years. And what he's talking about is that um, the, there's there's something in, the, and I'm trying to remember exactly what he wrote, but it it's along the lines of the fact that you that that people recognize cyborgs immediately, even if they don't necessarily matter, like look like they have like metal arms or whatever. Um, but they just recognize them. It's, it's, it's a, it's an immediate recognition kind of a thing. And I think that what, uh, Ian was saying was that the, the eyes, uh, give us a, uh, as, as the audience, that that sense of what the characters in the movie are are responding to, um, and perhaps it's it's an uh. it's overt visual. Uh, well, my issue with that, because I like that take, but if that's the case, how come none of the other robot people have the Margaret right. Keane eyes? She's I, an assassin, different. 
Runner difference? <laughs> Uh, I don't really remember exactly what he said because uh, I mean I'll, I'll post I'll try to post more of this or or let other well, no, no, but again, we don't I mean, care about their characters, maybe. Well, that's I mean it's it's a good point if you want to create this sort of <clears throat> subconscious. Uh, I mean, because you, you stop seeing how ridiculous they look after a little while, I think. But it does color, it does right. create this subconscious sense that this is a qualitatively different character. Um, but I thought there were a bunch of robot people in this movie who didn't and, – and none of them had the big eyes. Like if you were going to do that, or, I would think it would be like a part of the world building. Right, is, right. Because, you know, Ed, Ed Skine's face yeah. looked just like Ed Skine. Uh, you know, and he was a whole robot except that his face was floating in front of a, a robot body. and uh, So I – I appreciate that that interpretation, but it just seems like it wasn't very well implemented. If that's what they were trying to do, um, I guess part of it is that she's not, she can't. One of the things that he's saying is that she can't pass for normal, uh, and that's and that's the visual representation of why she age, in yeah. particular can't. Now, now the the that scene in the bar where she's making fun of him for spending so much money on his face, it's it's probably. A vanity thing that he's actually spent money on it, it look it looks like a you know those uh those those terrible um but funny like jib jab uh things that they make for your birthday or whatever where you you're, you like get your face plastered on some character and it just dances around it's it's a uh, it's just like an internet thing uh, that's what they start to look like especially during the fight um, especially during the the uh, what is it motorball or murderball? What it's motorball, right? Murderball. I think it's motorball. He, he doesn't have a skull. Too, but they like but they just look like like somebody took our faces and just like slapped them on like some cheap animation and had them roll roll around a, a rink. Uh, so I think the idea is that different robots maybe or different cyborgs spend their money in different ways i don't know i have another theory so my my theory is that she's made this way to look like the disney princess that she is uh because because clearly to me it does this doesn't say anime to me is that look it says disney princesses with the big expressive eyes and it very much fits the story that's being told here the pollyanna nature of the character uh Uh, it's a yeah. Uh, so I, I think what's going on here is they're... And, they're and not it does, weird. They're just big. They're not... Well, exactly. And I've seen... You know, I know what... JR, I've played plenty of JRPGs, like Japanese video games, and I've seen my, my share of, of anime in that... Like, I, I know what... You know, I know how those... The, I know the artistic style used for eyes there, and I could appreciate going for that, but the actual execution here is 110% Disney princess. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... I. I just feel like it, you know. My first thought when I saw the eyes was, I'm too old to watch this movie. Well, I I mean, it's like, I don't, like, I love Tangled. Tangled is a lot of fun. I love Brave. Those are the, and I'm not too old to watch those because those are, those are great, uh, enduring messages. (laughs) Uh, and, and I also don't, like, I, I just really resented that Rosa Salazar was doing great stuff and they drew over her face. Um, you know, if you yeah. want that effect, yeah. cast Mila Kunis or cast that cute little girl in, who played Nicole Kidman's daughter in Destroyer. Like, they're actresses who have big, expressive eyes that don't need to be exaggerated with CG. Um, so I, I, 
I, for me personally, it didn't work because I thought you guys are just trying too hard to make her look like a Disney princess, and it just ends to me to my mind, it looks like you're defacing her. So, I, oh, that's a that's a great way to put it actually because I I just felt like I was watching an animated movie the whole time when oh, I was totally watching totally made her. her look like a cartoon. That was part yeah. of defacing her too. I mean, there were times you could see you know you could see her mouth, and that was her real mouth, of course, and. It, it just looked so weird that, that, that she was a cart. She was an animated CG character in a live action movie. It just looked. Really That's weird. a more interesting theme for a movie than what this movie is. It's like if she'd been designed to look like a Disney princess, and that's why Christoph Waltz felt filial towards mm. her. Right. Uh, sure. And that was her function. She wasn't an assassin. And then that's just a completely different storyline. Well, I, I sure. imagine it's like a Blade Runner. And I imagine Kelly Wan, there were people behind this movie who kind of thought, "Hey, that's what we're going for." Is you know, right. that's, that's why Christoph Waltz resonates with her, and that's why he associates her with his daughter. And uh, Maybe yeah. they said that in the meeting. Right, right. We, <laughs> we have a, a first-time writer in her named Katie, uh, and I apologize if I'm massacring your last name, Katie. I apologize. But it's it's Vakoviak, uh, I think. Uh, but she she kind of is along, the, along similar lines to what you're talking about, Tom, in that um, – that for her the the movie ran on a steam 15 minutes in yeah. when it when it did this of her least favorite tropes and i'm just going to say exactly what she says here the sexy ninja waifu blank slate ah. girl wakes up looks around the world as a naive innocent then falls in love with the first man she happens to yeah uh, and that so Katie, I love that Katie brings up that whole waifu thing because that's something I'm super uncomfortable with. I don't uh, know that, what that is. Uh, it's you... it's this idea that you have a virtual woman who is your companion, who's your girlfriend. It's basically this idea that Japanese men play with dolls and think of them as oh. their girlfriends, and it's this weird fetishistic. It, it partly explains too why so much anime, and this is super uncomfortable for Western audiences, so much anime sexualizes children specifically young girls uh right. and and the word waifu gets it that and i i love that katie called that out because i actually didn't even notice it because i was busy looking at it thinking is this a cool thing is this like a cool role model for a young girl like is this like the movie hannah uh an empowerment story uh for, about a young woman and I think it's trying to be that. Ham-fisted one. Exactly, Kaiwan. I think it's ham-fisted, and the fact that Katie saw it as waifu, which I imagine is a lot of what the actual manga is, uh, just, I think, speaks volumes. Is that I was imagining... And her love interest sucks, I think. Oh, my God. Dude. Well, that, so that's my whole thing, too. ruins the whole... It, yeah. it just felt so young adult. All that stuff with yeah. their, their them so mooning bland, over each and other. Looks, and that's yeah. also kind of why I was their thinking dialogue. of it as, uh, as, as a movie for... You know, for tween girl, for like little girls to watch. Um, he has no edge at all. And at well, all. The, the actor is just yeah, yeah. That, that Chris, And he's supposed Chris, to. Yeah. He's written as a criminal. Right, right, right. Street tough. Chris yeah. Markinson touches on that as well. He he can't stand. He's he's just tired of that boyfriend arc thing. He's and a that, street tough the way the girl in Ready Player One has a birthmark. <laughs> <laughs> she was hideous. Olivia Cook with that oh, birthmark on her. Who would want to look at oh, her? That was man. terrible. Uh-huh. Totally oh, kicked her out of yeah. it. Revolting. Wow. That was so brave disgusting. of Spielberg in the studio to put a woman who looks like that on such a large screen. I'm really impressed. But, but courage that actress, too. <laughs> Katie's observation, yeah. too, makes me even a little more uncomfortable with this idea that because I kind of like this idea that over the course of the movie, she reaches maturity, but 
now that Katie is portraying it as a weird waifu thing in a male fantasy, I'm now a little uncomfortable for this idea that, yeah, she well, becomes like more filled out and more lithe and more adult and taller. And uh, like, like when she becomes more powerful, it really is. She just basically becomes more sexualized. Like it, it's, but they trick you with Waltz and Connolly. Well, here. Katie's also saying that, that this boyfriend teaches her a basic life skill and that chocolate tastes good. That's what yeah, he Yeah, I know. The little girls love chocolate. They yeah. love it. The ladies love the chocolate dingus. Oh. Yeah. They it's also a, love flowers like and diamonds. Oranges. They hate oranges. <laughs> yeah, diamonds and silver bodies. And ice cream. Girls love ice cream, I understand. Dancing and motorcycles <laughs> and horses. Katie Katie did uh, think that uh, that Christoph Waltz seemed like a nice dad, though. Sure. However, Arthur... It's a boring... He's good. He's always Ar- good. Arthur Chiovic's jelly. I, I'm so glad you brought up the hammer, because the hammer reminded me of a couple Dude. things. One was I think nightmare in um in Soul Calibur and the other was that oh, yeah, that's a good that one. dude yeah. in um the one uh, Resident Evil we saw that was three D that we really liked. Uh, I can't remember which one it yeah. was. The guy about. dragging that huge hammer. That fight in the water with what's her name but, but Arthur uh yeah exactly Ellie Larder. Ellie Larder, very good. Arthur Jim and Jelly says uh, that Christoph Waltz needs a weapon that he's comfortable with instead of carrying this huge <laughs> It was funny, though. Oh, great. <laughs> well, it was a rocket-powered hammer, too, which reminded yeah. me of Pacific Rim. Is it something <laughs> that you have to turn on a rocket so it can hit hard because you can't... <laughs> it was... It's like it... when Yoda brings out the lightsaber. That's out of character. <laughs> no, he's great. I'm glad you brought up Yoda because... Uh, that commentary and Chris Markinson brought this up as well. The commentary during that motorball stuff reminded me of the, of Phantom Menace's pod race. Oh God, yes, yeah. Dingus, you're right. Yeah, they just need Greg Proops in there, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. It was oh. just boy, Murderball. I got a short. That's a key thing in the manga. It really got screwed in this. Well, movie. yeah, I wonder, Kelly Wan. It, it felt to me like the whole movie felt to me. Like a bunch of desultory stuff lifted out of a, a long series yeah, of comics. Yeah, they're trying to compress. But they didn't – I mean the action's not – It's I don't know. Like when I think back on it, there's not a lot that happens. Like a bunch of repetitive fights with Grishka that end yep. inconclusively. Yep, yep. And nothing and then and it's nothing. it's all CG and action. part of a it's, murder ball. It's just CG stuff where somebody ducks while a blade goes right past her chin or somebody yeah. twirls through t- metal tentacles going around her and – uh, I mean, Robert Rodriguez. And not cool Peter Jackson action where it's like there's no dialogue for four minutes because there's all these crazy things going on. That's very clearly choreographed. Oh, and, Tom, and... you've totally ruined fight scenes for me and in, in, bad fight scenes for me. With the choreography, with the CG, you mean? Because, because yeah. well, in any, you you said something a few podcasts ago about how people can't just duck out of a out of the way of a fist that's just a dumb movie or a car, <laughs> a speeding car that's the one fight choreography. but but tom specifically said people ducking duck like like just ducking a fist all of a sudden it's just it it always looks fake and now i totally recognize it every time cuz they duck before the this was happening all the time in this movie yeah. yeah, and it's I'm, CG. That's the one time where you, the CG should help you because you can make the action do whatever you want it to do. Right. But you're right. stuck with mocap. It's hard to move in that shit. I don't understand the relationship. Well, they, they totally break out of like when they, they totally break out of the mocap to just 
cheat and do whatever they want on when swords. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, there's no. What do you, what do you mean they? What do you mean they cheat? They break out and they cheat. What I doubt mean? that Rosa Salazar ever was held uh, horizontally and told to twirl like that. They oh, just draw right. that in. Like the motion cap is for her face and and just certain scenes where she's interacting with other actors. But when it comes time for her to fight or... Mishka or whatever his name is, all that might as well just be cartoons. Uh, all that I imagine is drawn. There's I, there's there's no uh, human equivalent to the stuff that is happening during a lot of that stuff. Like when she bends over, like when she demonstrates her new uh, berserker power suit and just twists backwards and basically defies the laws of physics. Rosa Salazar can't do that stuff. Oh, all right, so they just right. draw her doing it. Well, like she's uh, standing like she's just standing on one finger or whatever. Yeah, and it looks cool. Okay. I mean, yeah, that looks cool, but I'm just keenly aware watching that. Well, there goes the motion capture. You guys just drew that. Uh, I know. <laughs> but, and, and the doctor's watching. Like, I've never seen this before. And I'm like... <laughs> Yeah, CG movies. <laughs> right, right. right. Uh, Kelly, are you familiar with the source material? No, I didn't know it existed. But it, uh, all right. I mean, I the only manga I've read is Akira, which is really good. And but it's like the movie Akira really did compress everything, and it had a lot of a lot of cool action. And in this, it just sets up sequels. So I thought that's kind of lame. Dingus, what did you find out about the the original? Like, wait, did you look into some of what was going on? Like. Are we supposed to care about this city that Edward Norton lives in? Like, is that a thing? Oh, that's Ed Norton? Yeah, uh, that's Ed Norton at the end. He's uncredited in the... I mean, you have to look through... You have to sift through the credits to find him. I mean, it looked... Uh, looked I mean, it was but, pretty clear that it was him, though, right? I didn't was, watch the clear. It was clear that yeah. it, it was him at the end, in yeah. the same way that it was clear in that... Um, I think... What's the... What's the movie where he plays the dude who's got a mask on the whole time like kingdom of heaven i think uh i, I, it, I think uh, yeah. i think it was clear that it was him i didn't recognize uh, jim carrey and bad batch so, so what what you what right. you find out is that uh you know this this city that exists over this planet that she's actually from mars i think i think that's what ian was saying oh yeah oh. <laughs> Yeah, so well, she's like a mercenary, right? We know she's the Martian tech. Uh, oh my god, I'm so did, shocked by this revelation. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't get that. I mean, I was like, I heard the, the title. word Mars mentioned. What's and then there's a lot of stuff about Germany that's ta- that that happened, like the 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 fight, whatever. That the, came across the fight thing is is German tech, uh, and there's and so Ian talks about that a little bit, um, uh, but basically it's it's. It's, I don't know. It it looks like it's like a city on top of a planet that, uh, and the characters can come from another planet. Um, I'm totally slaughtering this. <laughs> I apologize to you guys who know. Oh, you're pretty much saying what Christoph Waltz says. <laughs> but do track down uh, if a you're fall. listening. Do track down uh, Ian Ian's post because I he's clearly a fan of Alita and he obviously had some mixed feelings about the movie, but it. He presented what it's like to be to have grown up and to really be into this manga right. and to try to cull some appreciation out of the movie. And I think he succeeded. I mean, he seemed to appreciate certain things here that were lost on us. Uh, well, he he like says the Marvel movies. He Marvel. says that Alita came alive for him, right? right. Uh, which uh. I think is a beautiful way to put it. To be quite honest, uh, um, the, the the one of the things I really loved. There's. I'm. I'm just going to read this line to you because this is something that that David wrote, uh, where he said, he, "He, the manga is like jazz, 
which I'm not, you know, I'm, this is <laughs> now. I'm I not kinda, a, yeah. I'm not a fan so. of jazz other than say like certain trumpet players. Um, but, uh, but he says the manga is like jazz riffing between horror, action, tragedy, mysticism, and comedy sometimes on a single page. The movie yeah. dropped all of that, but the action. Uh, but I think that's a plus yeah. in this case. So, so David's argument is that dropping some of that, which takes place over a huge span of books, and going to the action was a plus for him. Maybe, could, but their flashbacks are more interesting. That are what? Yeah, I, I could see hints of there being like some sort of body horror stuff in, in here, maybe, uh, like like with the cyborgs and their uh, bodies be, being dismantled well, he, and. He submerged. does say the I, "I give you my heart" is directly from the. Oh my from, god! From the manga. That's so manga. <laughs> I kind of like it. It's so manga. I, the rest of it's not. It's pretty. Uh, it's not wacky. It's not wacky enough. So, but uh, so Katie does blame one person for her having to see this, and that would be another writer in her named Ben Halliburton, um, and Ben. Uh, didn't like the way that it just seems to jump he was not crazy about this it seems like a jumbled uh anemic experience to him and it just jumps from crisis to crisis and he thought the characterizations were paper thin but he he did like you guys and 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 me like uh like rosa salazar and uh, ian slutz says something really cool actually he he says that um rosa salazar is uh robert rodriguez's secret secret weapon uh, she's not like Wolverine. I mean, she she can't just heal automatically, I guess. Uh, but I like that he re- refers to her as his secret weapon. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. I rooted for her, which I wasn't for the boyfriend, and I wasn't uh, for Prince of Persia. I didn't go. I, I watched Prince of Persia. And I hope all these <laughs> fucking idiots. <laughs> Fuck you, Jill, Jill and all. You suck. Your life's idiotic. <laughs> The character, not the actor. <laughs> like when Alita seems happy with her boyfriend, I'm like, ah, oh, that's cute. Right, right, yeah. I hope things work out. But he's a douchebag. And he looks, you feel bad, like, you need to meet some more dudes. I mean, the, the movie Walter. does kind of put you in Christoph Waltz's shoes as far as its presentation. Yeah. Of her, and it encourages right. the audience to sort of feel filial towards her or to have this kind of paternal sense. protective. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. What he's a, such a weird character. One of the things I loved about your opsis, um, uh, Kelly, was when you, when you, the way you characterized her saying no. And he, <laughs> because one of the things for me was like, there's just way too much people saying no in this movie. And sh- she shushes a lot of people. Shut up! And then wait outside for me while I go do something. <laughs> shush! Shush! For me, the, the worst one was was Christoph Waltz suddenly in that hole in the ground where why did we go down there instead of having the fight in the bar? Um, uh, when yeah, like, is that better in 3D? Holes? She's been she's been like ripped apart or something, and he like a C-3PO. beat too late runs and says no with his, yeah. with his gigantic hammer. Like her and the dog. She's just sitting there watching. Like, before she <laughs> saved a dog from getting run over, and then this guy is obviously going to kill the dog and talking about it. She's like, oh! 
And that also gets to, to Ben's <laughs> point, too, just about how there are abrupt transitions from crisis to crisis. It felt to so me, many factors. and maybe I missed something, but it felt to me so completely random and arbitrary when Mishka's, like, razor tentacles slice apart her body. Like, she's doing fine. Yeah. She's fighting him, and she's dodging his tentacles, yeah. and then suddenly she, all of she's drawn and quartered and split into different pieces. What What, what happened? Did he, like press her weak point or something or what suddenly just, kenny can't jump the razor no right exactly kelly one yeah. exactly yeah it just seemed really arbitrary like now right. we need to manufacture some crisis or emotional moment uh so we're not even going to earn it we're just going to make it Chris happen the high ground yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> kelly Wand. exactly yeah. very good rules yep, yep. there's there you go. nothing you can do yeah maybe able to you know like darth maul when he had the high ground. <laughs> really helpful um yeah Lita, really, really helpful. <laughs> really helpful. So, is this what Marshala uh, Ali is going to be doing from now on? This kind of stuff, really? That was really. I haven't watched True Detective. That uh, was really disappointing to me. Heard it's good. He just oh. didn't have anything to do. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's full of thankless I mean, roles. Yeah, well, Jennifer Connelly. Is, yeah, yeah. I'm okay with yeah. an actor getting a paycheck. That's fine. Uh, but. But all of them. Uh, <laughs> no, particularly hey. him because I just saw him in a movie that wound up on my top ten list Such for a... last year, and he's he he has a real defined, interesting relationship with another character, and he really worked hard to be able to learn how to how to play how to how to work his fingers on the piano keys for that particular role. I mean, he trained to do that, and here he's just sort of glaring. Um, which is yeah. which is disappointing to see because it's a it's it you know the the critic in me is like that's a waste of your talent but the pragmatist is well you know he's he's made some money now he can go off and make another uh, you know moonlight if he wants. So, or even because I, you know, I liked him. You know, he was good as the uncle in the Spider-Man movie. Like that was great knowing that was ah, him. And yeah. I I haven't seen the True Detective either, Kelly Wan. I forgot that he did that. Is that is that out? That that ran already? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, it's on now. I think it's still going. Who is him and who else? Who's in it? I don't know. I didn't even know it was out. I just know that every time I watch a YouTube video, that preview plays and I and I I usually try not to skip ads on YouTube videos of of people that I subscribe to. Um, but I can't watch. I think it says there's spoilers. Movies. Don't you yeah, know I better than that? Yeah. yeah, I can't watch that. Yeah. But he he just looks so he just it, it looks like he can shrink and and um, expand his body at will. What are you talking about? He just he um he looks. Are you talking about True Detective? Yeah. Oh, don't tell us to, what. He just looks different. He looks different. Oh, oh it's not like a superpower. I thought you were. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not. <laughs> That's not what I, mean. I was like, wow, Pizzolatto is really doing something weird this no, time. I mean, I mean, like, when, when Norton possesses him, his body changes. <laughs> no, I, I mean, just like physically. Nicer. You're talking about how he looks physically. Okay, fair if enough. You, I, I thought you were spoiling something like about Moonlight. He looks like a real buff dude, and then if you see right. him in Green Book, he looks like a, a, a okay. slightly more compact dude. And then in Ingus is very obsessed with men's bodies. Yeah, is he? Is his body hot like Spencer Treat Clark Dingus? Can't. He uh, likes weather and bodies. Male <laughs> bodies. Oh, God. This movie makes me want to take a ten-year-old to it and then like make her watch like a like a vintage movie and see which one she likes. 
Well, that's this is was, what I would grew up with. This I was super crazy. curious what Kiernan would have thought because I don't. I just. I like. Do kids like this? I don't know. I mean, uh, obviously, in uh, Salute to they daughter, like because they're it. not given anything else. And if you're well, at that, a certain age, everything's. Good. I'm just telling you that a, a 14 year old had absolutely no interest. Fourteen year old was, boy. Was, yeah. A fourteen year old boy and he was a little sick this weekend too, so it was difficult to navigate Ew. that. He you didn't know want what, to leave Dingus? the house. Yeah, I think he was feigning sick so that you wouldn't I'm make sick. him see Alita Battle Angel. Well uh, what what happened was <laughs> I said, Will you go see Alita Battle Angel with me? And he's like, Yeah, okay. But you have to arrange the time oh, when God. I hang out at the mall with my friends. So I was like negotiating to take you to a movie. Really, I had to actually consider negotiating to take him to the podcast movie. Dingus, I'll go see the movie with you that we're doing for next week's podcast. If you make me dinner every night this week and uh, do my laundry, <laughs> okay? Is okay. That a deal? You guys are cute. That seems fair. <laughs> Since you guys moved in together, I don't know which one's Jack Klugman anymore. <laughs> All right, so Alita Battle Angel. Any any Yay. last words? What uh, we got through? I'm I'm just I, come on, Robert Rodriguez. Well, so I'm also keenly aware that this is basically I, I only found this out reading the box office results for this. This was a James Cameron movie that Robert Rodriguez stepped in to cover for him after Cameron was like, oh, I'm I didn't want to go do these Avatar things, so um, yeah, how are those? I don't want to do this anymore. You guys, someone else. Yeah, it's this. totally different. This is yeah. totally different material. <laughs> but Robert Rodriguez that. came to it because it, it doesn't have any of the sense of ownership that I think Rodriguez shows with things like Machete or Planet Terror or even and the Spy blue, Kids movies. Like Cameron's movies. Yeah, yeah. so – exactly, Kelly Lund, right, yeah. Well, uh, Ben Halliburton is the one who, who – I, I mentioned this earlier. Ben, ben Halliburton is the one who, call, who said James' metaphor for oil, Cameron. Yeah, because I, I, I didn't even know going in that he wrote it until the, the, the credits popped up and it was in when I read how it did – uh, Brad Brevet on Box Office Mojo says that Cameron stepped out of it, uh, stepped away to do Avatar, and Robert Rodriguez filled in for him uh, after the process was well underway. And they both realized they both had time on their hands. He also Ben also said, and I didn't pick this up at all. I don't know if this is even in the movie, uh, but he said that uh, uh, Alita is the name was the name of uh, the Doctor's cat who had died a while ago. Wait, I thought it was his daughter's name. I did too, but he says it was the name of Ito's cat, or I don't. That's Diane Lane's cat's name. (laughs) Kelly Wan, nobody but us saw Serenity. I know, I know, I know. I'm bummed because it's such a good opsis, but no one gives a shit about the podcast because they want to see the movie. I I, get it. I want to. I want to say a couple couple other things that our listeners wrote in because because our listeners were really passionate about this movie, whether they liked it or not. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I really liked um, was something. What? Well, one of the things I really liked that David said was that uh, seeing the town they live in is basically. Amelie Poulain with tin cans lying around, which I thought was hilarious. It's it's the fabulous life of Amelie with tin cans lying. Because you're the only uh, you're the you're the one obsessed with Amelie. I don't even know what you're referencing. Oh, I'm crazy about Amelie. <laughs> I'm sure you uh, and everyone who listening who uh, loves Amelie understood that. I didn't. Uh, hear him, sorry. He also said that uh, he, he likes to help people. He loved how and and I think this kind of might speak to the eye thing um and it also, to the eye. Also, also speaks to uh rosa salazar's um 
performance, uh, he talks about how Alita is erupting with joy, um, which I think is a, a lovely way to put it. Uh, but he didn't like the awkward editing of the flashbacks. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. Because yeah. that's that's the thing is that Robert Rodriguez knows better. What's going? What are you doing, Robert? Oh, he doesn't. Does he know better? What's he no, know maybe better? not. It's been a long time since about? Planet Terror, but I, I spy will, kids are there. I think I think Kelly Wand. I think Planet Terror is immaculate. Wow. Yeah. Have you seen the uh, long version with a sex scene in it? No. There's a. I I know. I there's a, I wasn't there's a there lap was dance a in the long death. No, proof you're thinking of death proof, you doofus. Are you serious? No, they're both in it. I think I think I am serious. You, the, I, I, I know, am. I know you're. I know the lap dance from Death Proof was cut. There, there's no lap. There's a lap dance in. Uh, no, they have sex. Oh, sex. Oh, 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 with uh, Rose McGowan and uh, Freddie uh, Prince. Or no, what's that kid's name? <laughs> I, I just want to listen to you say things. <laughs> <laughs> Not help you. Figure it out. <laughs> what is that kid's name in Planet Terror? Rodriguez. He was going to be one of the Dirty Harry partners in that project. I, uh... Huh. Uh-huh. And he and he was like, uh, he's all, can you make me taller? But it has been a while since under. since Planet Terror. I, I mean, I guess he's Freddy been. Prince. That was ten years ago. We're old. I thought it was Freddie Prince Jr. That's weird. I thought I would have thought the same thing Tom thought. But I've only seen it once. So. You thought Freddie uh, Prince Jr. was in Planet Terror? Yeah. No, I. <laughs> you thought uh, Beyonce was married to Kanye? Yeah. That's <laughs> right. you, you make a good point. Uh, did you guys like the? the uh, I only see I, their bodies. I'm just gonna ask one more question about the movie we saw, <laughs> and then we can move on. Because um, Arthur Geoman and Jelly really liked the action sequences in this. Um, so he was he basically describes this as not being disappointed uh but but he really liked the action sequences and he says they suited my eye. Did you like the action sequences in this because this one of the reasons I put Jupiter ascending underneath this is because I thought that the action sequences were horrible in that, and I thought they were better here i they they were competent but just kind of pedestrian i I thought i mean it, yeah, it's fine I watch it and it's exciting and it's cool that she cuts a robot in half but uh, it's nothing that I will remember in a month. Like it's like I I think Dingus, you weren't as up on upgrade as as I was, but I right. remember the stuff in upgrade because of the camera movement and in the way that Lee Wanell used that was something new and exciting to me. And it mm. uh, and there was nothing new and it, this was exciting, but nothing new. And I will forget it in in a week or so. Um, but yeah, I did like them. I mean, I like that kind of stuff. Who doesn't like cartoons of of cool ninja chicks with swords cutting up robots and dodging tentacles and Punching screwhead robot chicks in the face. Yeah, so. it's a sanitized version of the From Dust Till Dawn bar fight, which is also bad. Oh, uh, Kelly, well, yeah, so this is what re- when that bar fight started, I was like, yeah, okay, this is cool. And partway through, like a few seconds into, it, and I'm like, why isn't this cooler? What? Why? Yeah, is, this is cool, but it should be. And I realized. What a squandered opportunity for a musical cue. Like it was just generic uh, rock yeah, music. Yeah. Like yeah, you yeah, could yeah. have done like imagine like that is something it something on the jukebox comes on. Or or yeah, or even something like that Hans Zimmer Wonder Woman riff. Is that Hans Zimmer? That or no, Tom Holkenberg, I think. Um but but just something like exciting and spirited could kick in there and that could be like the Alita theme. It could be her lead yeah. motif or whatever. And it's just like generic rock that it's like it was licensed for free on YouTube or something. That was just I like characters when they have a signature move. Not dropping in holes or stuff, but like 
She didn't. She would kick people in the face. Yeah, she or twirled, twirled, I guess. She, she, would, like... she punch. She punches through that guy's eye. And 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 Chris actually, Chris Markinson actually asks an interesting question, and which makes me wonder Her about the rules. Where where does his where's his brain if she's slicing into his eyeball? I mean, is his brain there? I mean, well, it's just her hand stub, so it probably didn't penetrate very deeply. Maybe. And on that day. <laughs> oh God. Kelly Wand. Speaking of no brains. All right, Alita Battle Angel. We made it. We saw it. We got through that. You're welcome, slaves. Uh, no one, no, no one saw it. That's the thing. It's such a weird marketplace. Now. You're talking about no one saw it. We had plenty of people write in. I mean, it's, we're the target oh, audience. True. Dorky dudes. I think they're the only action. ones. We had six. Yeah. We had six people write in. Yeah. No, I, no one I, else. Cares. I dragged some of my friends to see a Kelly Wand. Yeah, plenty of, of us saw it. Who'd yeah. you drag? Uh, my no. friend Bruce Garrick and Tony Carnavale and Bruce Garrick's wife and What'd our friend think? Evan. Uh, none, of us, none of us cared for it. Garrett, I, I, yeah. Tony Carnavale and Bruce Garrick are both super picky about movies, and they basically <laughs> let's they go were, see Alita. Tony Carnavale actually <laughs> slept through, uh, slept through uh, at least a, about a third of it, I would say. Cause that we, should be on the poster. <laughs> <laughs> Two thirds of it, I was awake. Uh, and his you one line made a devil's bargain with Bruce to get him to go see this because he swore off of superhero movies. It's not I guess a superhero movie technically. Yes. She doesn't wear a costume. Yeah. Uh, Tony Maybe. Carnavale's one oh. line review was uh, "Mary Sue Battle Angel." Oh, yeah. so yeah. That's every everybody's a Mary Sue now. It's a really boring. TV's better. Well, you know what? I have the cure. Better than Battle Angel. I have the cure for that next week. Uh, but before I tell you, before I tell you what we're seeing next week, Dingus, what? Is, no, Kel, yeah, Dingus, what is this month's three by three, and how can soup. listeners participate? It's not soup. Nope, we did that. Just how keep doing we, it. How can the listeners can participate? Finish it off. All right, this is soup with noodles. <laughs> and then I'll be Bobo. doing stew afterwards next month. Uh, you're gonna you're gonna add vegetables to the next one. I'm going to do chili. And then uh, I made some yeah. corn chowder tonight, and the whole time I just kept thinking in my head, this tea smells gruesome. Yeah. <laughs> Can I have some? <laughs> Lined it up. All right, so uh, – Chowder sounds so good. The, right now. the next 3 by 3 is uh, scenes or uh, – yeah, scenes in grocery stores. And and I've, <laughs> I've gotten a little pushback from a couple of our listeners who say, well, you know uh, – 7-Eleven. Seven well – a hardware store carries candy bars, so technically it's a grocery uh, store. No, we, that know, guy, we know what a grocery store is. Dingus, yeah. you know, they're trolling you. Yeah, yeah I know they are. Okay. I understand that. Like, hardware that was, store? I think That's that was, a real long leap. That was, like that was Dave Perkins, I think. But a dispensary uh, is a grocery store, yes. Yeah, so it, so it's we know what a grocery store is, and we understand what I mean by scenes in grocery stores. I mean, it's a, it, it's a specific it, – it's – specific so it's scenes in grocery stores and and you'll write in at produce three by three at quarter to three dot com that's three x three at quarter to three dot com spelled out and get those to us by uh midnight march 3rd uh midnight pacific uh, and we'll include your three by threes your picks on the air uh next week we're going to see a movie called border it's a swedish movie and it is uh, written by a fellow named Thomas Lindquist, who wrote Let the Right One In. Uh, hmm. And oh. uh, it will be available for streaming before this uh, uh, podcast, before the podcast airs. So I encourage you guys to watch Border and also write in to 3x3 at quarter to 3.com. 
let us know what you thought. If you have any questions, um, what was your reaction to it? Watch Border, write in. We'll include your comments on the air. So join us for next week's podcast. Uh, I am Tom Chick. I have been here with Christian Mitiski. It's Christian Morosky. And Kelly Wand. Unobtainium also represents oil in the core. I still have a few first man screeners uh, still around, uh, but I haven't watched them yet, so hit me up next week. I prefer that we be more capable and prepared than lucky. Observation, reflection, faith, and determination. In this way, we may navigate the path as it unfolds before us. All right, and we have, what, eight more recharge cycles to go before we get to Aurigai 6? Is that a question, yes, sir? Yes, Walter, that's a question. That is correct. If my lover peed their pants beside me on stage at the Oscars, I'd poo mine out of solidarity. That's the one guarantee. You're the most human person I have ever met. Aw, you're my Dingus Clark treat. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs>